0: Okay, guys, we're talking criticism today. It's really a tool that can help you grow as a person if you choose to. If your objective is to be as good as you can be, then you need criticism to improve. If you're more concerned about the appearance of being good rather than actually being good, you're more concerned about your ego than results. So tune in to hear how you can use criticism to help you grow as a person emotionally. Criticism is good, guys. All right, this is The Real Deal. I'm Sarah Riley. I'm a wife, a mom of three girls, and a successful businesswoman. And I've been keeping it real since 1982. I'm not a self-made millionaire. Well, not yet anyways. I'm not famous, just a regular girl with big goals and a lot of drive. I'm extremely competitive, but mostly with myself. Okay, and my husband. Everybody, (laughs) I'm competitive with everybody, but I don't have to be the best. Just the best version of me. This is the show where we keep it real on business, real estate, parenting, health, marriage, all the things. Nothing is taboo. This is real talk, real life, the real deal. All right. Today we're talking about criticism. We all experience it. Uh, mostly today we're talking about it in the workplace and how to deal with it. Being in lending, it's a very critical job. Yep. Really critical. And so I feel like we're experts. I've <laughs> uh, been criticized for going on 12 years now, and um, I'm going to share with you how I've dealt with that and how you actually can take criticism and use it to fuel you rather than deflate you. So, you know, our industry, criticism is basically a regular thing. I mean, you feel you could lose a client or a referral partner, and it can feel like rejection. Like, why not you? But rather than turn away from those hard conversations, you got to lean into them because that's how you learn and grow as a person is through criticism. In this business, you're trying so hard and probably, you know, most businesses to have that edge of your competition, right? And I always say you can't be all things to all people because no matter how hard you try and how great you do, you're not going to please everyone. And so there's always critics of telling you how you could have done better. Um, You make one mistake and then all of a sudden you lose a relationship. There's not much grace in the lending world, unfortunately. But uh, rather than turning away from those hard conversations, you got to have the call. It's not fun. Is it fun to pick up the phone and ask somebody, why don't you like me? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not fun. But I do it all the time. I want someone to tell me face-to-face, if, I'm, if I've am if i lost their business or their trust or whatever it is, I want to know exactly why, what did I do, so that I can take that information and improve so that it never happens again. If you don't have those conversations, then you're never going to know and you're just in the dark. The problem is we're afraid, right, because nobody wants to hear that you're not good enough. Yeah, it hurts. It does hurt. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it defines you. No. Not even close. Okay we've said this before, but we're, we're not all perfect. We're fallible humans. So to say that you're not going to make a mistake, totally not great. Of course you are going to make mistakes. Of course you're not going to please every single person all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not going for perfect here. We're just trying to learn from the things that we don't do right so that we can do better, maybe improve your systems, your processes, your communication, whatever it is, whatever business you're in so that you can get better results. Sometimes the criticism is not even something that you did wrong. Sometimes it's the other person and you need to show empathy and hearing them out, you know, hearing what's on their mind, what's bothering them. Maybe they just need a vent and a tiny bit of that was you. But really, you were just like the last thing. And it's the last thing that sent them over. Right. Right. And so they're putting it all on you, but it's not on you. Mm -hmm. And so that is an opportunity for you to show grace and empathy towards another person and probably build that relationship stronger by taking that criticism hearing what they have to say, and just letting someone know that they're heard, apologizing for whatever you can apologize for, and asking for what you can do better. I love that. Criticism is really just data. It's knowing how good the good is and how bad the bad is. Then taking that information and doing something with it. I personally want to know those things so that I can grow. Um, When you hear someone say something to you, criticize you, right? Generally what happens is your ego kicks in. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you're immediately trying to think of a rebuttal or a way to, like, you know, discredit their feelings because you're like, how could you say that about me? I worked so hard. I'm such a good person. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's just your ego. If you muted that voice and you heard the other little quiet voice talking to you saying, okay, there's something valid in what they're saying. Yes, you know, I could have done that better. And you actually have some self-reflection in that moment. That is when you grow as a person.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it, it pays to be quiet when you're
0: listening to somebody say something like that. Oh, 100%. When you're receiving, crit- it can come in all different forms. And we're going to talk about some tips and things you can do in, when you're receiving criticism. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely everybody's reaction to criticism is or feedback, mm-hmm. a nice way to say feedback, Is so different and varies like 300 percent on your emotional reaction like how far you swing emotionally and how long it takes you to get back from it yeah we're not saying you know
1: be a doormat and and just take somebody screaming at you or
0: it's different we're talking about Mm, I kind of am saying it take someone screaming at you I mean everyone deserves respect and just because they're yelling at you doesn't mean that their criticism isn't valid And so you have to remove yourself emotionally from the situation, hear what they're saying. And if they're raising their voice, which in business, it doesn't really happen so much. No. It doesn't. But even if they were, you would just say, you know, I hear what you're saying and your points are valid. But if you said that in a, you know, without yelling in a regular tone of voice, I would be much more receiving of that information. You can teach people how to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And we've definitely, I mean, I have definitely had people yell at me in lending which is crazy Uh, and usually it's because nothing I have any control over or even did wrong they're just upset about something totally different and it's crazy and I always say you know uh, I get I let them do their thing and I don't let people treat me poorly I Mm -hmm. will say like you you need to lower your voice like I hear what you're saying but you can't talk to me like that period Um, but it doesn't mean there's not something behind what they're feeling that you can't be like paying attention to Mm -hmm. um That
1: comes back to how you react, though, like just exactly what you're saying. You're not being a doormat because you are addressing the situation and diffusing it. And that will possibly make them think about how they're
0: reacting
1: to the situation as well.
0: Maybe. But I mean, it it might be, but some people are just the way they are, right? I mean, some people just don't have the emotional capacity to respond Mm -hmm. in a respectful way. And you know what? Shame on them bummer for them but you can be the emotional intelligent one who is in control because generally when somebody is like um using loud voices or aggression when expressing information to Mm -hmm. you it's because they feel out of control in the situation yeah and the way that you are showing control is by not doing those things and so yeah more power to you for not yelling i'm saying Uh, But really, you know, most a lot of criticism comes in all different forms, hopefully not yelling. I feel like that's fewer than than other forms of criticism Mm -hmm. because we get criticized a lot for just the smallest things. Like, for instance, yesterday I had someone that uh, I lost a client and I asked them why, because I like to know I want to know why a lot of people fear away from. Asking those questions because it shines a light On an insecurity Right. Sometimes it's just good feedback and you're like "Mm, Yep I see what you're saying I could have done something Better sometimes they're way off base And you're like cool I never could have pleased you No matter what I did I can sleep well tonight Um, Or sometimes It shines a light on something that you already know That you maybe struggle with and so you Don't want to hear it Yeah. But how are you ever going to improve if you don't Hear those things So I asked the question someone told me That they felt like I was too busy for them. (laughs) And I said, okay, tell me more. I'm so sorry. Like how, how did I make you feel like I was too busy for you? And they said, well, I mean, you, you took like a week to, to, to schedule an appointment with us. And I was like, okay, well, um, I'm really sorry that you felt that way. Cause I definitely answered your phone calls while I was on vacation with my husband. We were really responsive and like getting your, all your information to get you pre-approved, which took quite a long time. And they're like, yeah, but then when we were ready, you weren't ready. You couldn't meet. Oh, well, that's because you wanted to meet at 7 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. which is beyond you know work normal work hours, and I reserve that time for my family. So it took a little while for me to have an evening that I could squeeze that in and make that work with my other family obligations. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry if I didn't make that clear up front. And then you just apologize, and then you say, I wish you all the best, and that's it. And you thank them. You know, a lot of times I'll call people when I know I've lost them. Um, and they. Don't, and sometimes people are uncomfortable about mm-hmm. giving criticism. A lot yeah. of times we get criticism like sprung at us. And usually it's not the nicest ones when they just spring it at you. Um, and sometimes it's not super kind. But if you ask for it, I feel like that's more feedback. You're asking for feedback. I, I crave feedback. I want feedback. And... You ask for it. Sometimes they don't want to give it because they don't want to hurt your feelings or make you feel uncomfortable. So you just thank them. They told you the truth. You asked. You made the call. And then you just say thank you. Wish you all the best. And then you take that information. Okay. Yes, this person I could not have pleased. Mm -hmm. In that situation. You know, it's unrealistic um, to think that I can just drop my family and meet with someone at 7 o'clock when they're not willing to make the time to meet with me during the business business hours. Because... By the way, no banker works after seven o'clock. Like banks aren't even open. So um why why should I? But I did, I accommodated them. The, my mistake is, if I'm being honest with myself, I should have set that expectation on the front end. When they said we want to, you know, we can only meet at, at seven. Then I should have said, absolutely, you know, I can make that work for you. I just want you to understand it's gonna take a little bit longer to get that appointment on the calendar because this is why. And explain and set the expectation. I didn't meet their expectation. The only way, though, you're ever going to meet someone's expectations if you set them. Because you can't know what somebody expects of you. You're not a mind reader. Mm-mm. Everybody has a completely different expectation. Some people's are crazy high <laughs> and you'll never, ever meet them. So you have to take control and set the expectations on the front end. Mm-hmm. So I could have done better. I learned something about myself. That's why you asked for feedback. You know, people say, don't take it personally. Sometimes when they give criticism, right? Yeah. I hate that. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Because it's personal. It is personal. You're talking about me. How's that not personal? I don't know. It's okay to be personal, though. Yeah. It's okay that it hurts a little bit to take criticism. um, Because it is a personal thing. But you have to change your mindset. And rather than, you know, taking it on as, like, some, you know, thing that is putting you down as a person... It's just you have more of like a improving mindset of I'm taking in this information to see where I can apply this for improvement Mm. rather than actually letting it affect you emotionally. It can hurt a little bit. Criticism can hurt. It's good for you, but it hurts. Just like running, right? Running hurts. (laughs) I still run, and it still doesn't feel good, and there's mornings I don't want to run. I do not want to get out of bed, and then I don't run, and then I have to do it at night, which I don't want to do even more. And it hurts. But I know it's good for me. And I know the more I keep running, the better runner I'm going to be. <laughs> uh, but with criticism, it's the same thing. The more you can train yourself to receive the information so and, and turn it into like more of a positive thing. Mm-hmm. It's just emotional control. Right. It's a skill, just like anything else. And so can it like hurt for a minute? Yeah. I mean, when that guy said that he went with another lender because I wasn't available to him, I was too busy. I was like, oh, crap. That sucks. Okay, well, tell me more. Where's the lesson here? You know, you just got to spin it. It's no reflection on you as a person at all. The only What happens, though, when people criticize us, right? Our egos kick in. Hmm. And your ego starts to filter the information. And you're looking like you're literally looking for the flaws in what they're saying to discredit them because you don't want to hear it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So people, like, let's say you're criticized at work. You oftentimes, it's pretty common that you stop talking to those people. Like, if you were in a big workplace, Carly can't stop talking to me, so. <laughs> there's not a lot of people in our office. <laughs> Nobody can just stop talking to each other. Oh, no. No. Uh, but in, like, a bigger workplace or a friend or somebody that criticizes you, uh, it's really common to, like, drop them. Yep. You're like, cool, you don't think I am walk on water, so I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And then you run to your cheerleaders and and they validate, like, how great you are. Okay. Well, your cheerleaders are never going to push you to grow. The the people that criticize you, that give you honest, transparent feedback, that's the people you need in your life. That's like your challenge squad. Mm-hmm. You need these challengers that challenge you as a person to grow and improve. Otherwise, you aren't going nowhere. Nope. Mm-mm. On the self-improvement train, <laughs> you're stuck at the station.
1: <laughs> oh, God, oh, I cracked gosh. myself
0: up. When someone gives you feedback, they've already evaluated you. They've already scored you, graded you, and they're telling you how they feel. Yep. So you're not going to change their score of you. They've already done it. The only thing they're judging you on now is how you handle the information. Are you going to be open or defensive? Yep. It's all in your control. So I think a lot of times when we get criticized or we have feedback that we feel is like, you know, attack on us. And so then we're trying to you know justify or make an excuse or something whatever no don't do that that's not what they need to hear they want to hear that you heard what they said right you want to validate their feelings apologize thank them for sharing the information and then ask what you can do now you know sometimes there's people that are really really upset it's not just to like oh hey this bothered me it's a like this is a big deal and we've i've had I've had some brutal, brutal criticism, and um, you could like, like you, the kind of criticism where you like want to crawl into a ball mm-hmm. and like you know just be in a dark room by yourself and cry and cry. Yep, yeah, but you can't. You have to let it fuel you because otherwise, you could just wallow in this misery and start have all this negative self talk, which isn't even true. No. It's an isolated incident; it does not define you as a person. So. You have to take that information and then hear what they say. And a lot of times you're not going to change, you know, their their feelings of the circumstances. You're not going to change, um, you know, if you're thinking you're going to get a five-star Zillow review, <laughs> you're not anymore and you probably never can. You're praying they just don't review you, okay? Yeah. That's kind of what it comes down to. So it's happened to me um, a couple times and I just asked them, is there anything at this point that I could do to make you feel better. That's all you can do. You hear what they have to say, you validate their feelings, you apologize, you thank them for sharing, and then you ask if there is anything you can do to change their feelings. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's it, and then you hope for the best. And they're judging on how you reacted because most people are gonna get super defensive and make all these excuses. They don't wanna hear your sinking excuses. No, It doesn't matter, their perception is their reality. And this is how they feel. And so it's like, okay, if someone came to you and was like, and you told them something that bothered you, you had someone and you're like, hey, this really bothers me, and they like laughed and you go, yeah, no, you're stupid. Nope, that you're totally dumb. Your feelings are dumb and you don't mean, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Would you be like, awesome, thank you so much for hearing me out? Mm, No. mm -mm. But when you make excuses about when someone criticizes you about a mistake that you made, and honestly, if you, if you, shut your ego down and you listen to the little voice you would hear the truth in what they're saying maybe it wasn't like as big of a deal as they're making it and maybe that now there's like all these things that they're bringing up and only one of them really relates to you or you had control over Mm -hmm. but there's something there so you need to hear that thing right and then see how you can fix it and apologize just don't internalize what they're saying like you said
1: sarah it's This one thing does not define you. Mm -mm. What if
0: our only critic was ourself? What if you only listened to Mm. yourself? I want to know how other people see me. I want to know how I make other people feel. That's what I want to know because I want, you know, I want people to perceive me a certain way. I want to make them feel a certain way. And the only way you're going to know how other people see you is if you accept and ask for constant feedback and criticism. Because that's how they really feel if you just only listen to yourself if you are your own critic dang I mean sometimes we're hard on ourselves but for the most part you're not completely honest with the things that you need to improve on Mm -hmm. right and some things you just don't even know and you wouldn't know that unless you were asking for more feedback Um, if your objective is to be as good as you can then you need criticism to improve it's just a tool if you think about criticism as a tool it's something that's helping you get the edge on someone else. Yep. You're that much better than your competition or than your the other version of yourself because you've learned to accept criticism and then you've used it as a tool to like get the edge up emotionally on yourself as on your character in work whatever it is mm. from your kids. Man. Oh,
1: kids. They tell it straight.
0: You know, we talk about criticism a lot at work because it happens a lot. It's like a daily thing. And I'm pretty good at dealing with the work criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. It doesn't bother me anymore. But um, the the criticism at home can hurt. Oof. When it does hurt, what do we do? We're like, oh, you just like want it to go away because it's painful. Rather than being like, okay, wow, I hurt you. You're a child. Right. And you have a valid point and you have mm-hmm. valid feelings. And I could have done better at this. I mean, how often do we sit down and apologize to our kids?
1: I do all the time.
0: I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. And, you know, I had <laughs> actually last night was uh, was back to school night and I didn't plan on going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> For many reasons.
0: Uh. Uh. But, you know, my kids are in private school, so we do pay a Quite a bit of money for them to go there, so I probably should know what's going on. But I just thought it was like one of the. I didn't realize that it was like I actually went into their class and talked to their teacher. I just thought it was like some big thing in the, you know, the gymnasium, and they're telling you all the things about. no nope. So Peyton calls me and it's like, Mom, I really gotta talk to you. And she was like, you know, I wrote you a letter. It's on my desk. And um, are you going to? I know you're really busy. Um, but I'm hoping you can go to back to school night. But I understand if you can't. Aww. And I was like, wow. OK, she's not even criticizing me because she's so sweet. But what kind of a mom am I to not go to back to school night? And my daughter has a love note on her desk for me. So I was I said, absolutely, Peyton. I'm going to that. And I'm really sorry that I didn't even, you know, that I wasn't planning on going because school, your school is really important to me. And how good you're doing is super important to me. And I apologize because I knew like, she wanted to, she wanted to say this hurts me mm-hmm. and because it I'm sure it does. She wants to feel like what they're doing at school is important. It's like their whole life right now. Yeah. And shame on me. And so I apologized without even getting the criticism because I am like, man, I could do better. And I want her to know how important her education is to me and mm-hmm. how hard she works. So I went to back to school night till 8.30. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was the love note? It was adorable. Aww. I left her a very long love note in return Aww. and I even colored some pictures on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a very good artiste. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. Okay, so let's talk about some tips on how you can handle criticism better. I feel like we've gone over a lot of things but <laughs> we're going to talk about some tips of why it's good for you besides just improving um, as a person but also, you know, some ways that you can what you should do when you're receiving criticism because mm-hmm. it takes a while to train those muscles just oh, like yeah. anything else yep the emotional muscles to be able to accept criticism without <laughs> you know letting it get you down right so first of all I don't know about you but I feel like a lot of criticism especially in business comes in email oh, because gosh yeah people like to tell you how they feel in writing rather than face to face
1: it's easier that way
0: I like to call them after they email me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't got time to write long emails. So number one, Sarah. <laughs> okay, that's not the tip. That's what me, I do. But number one is when you see the email, um, you know, or text or whatever, however the, cri- the criticism comes to you, walk away. Take a minute. Mm-hmm. Do not reply right away because our first reaction is an emotional one. Yep. So just walk away. Think about it. Uh, what I do is I'll write an email. Carly knows the witnesses. I'll write a whole email. (laughs) And then I'll reread it, and I'll change some things, and I'll reread it again. And then I'll usually send it to Carly like, read my email, which is great. Send it to someone else to read for you. She'll read it, and then she's like, I think it sounds good. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to take all these things out. And then I end up just making it short and sweet, basically telling them that I hear them and I apologize. And if there's something that you feel, you know, you have to – Explain. I think it's okay to say, you know, I hear what you said. I just want you to understand where I was coming from. This was never my intention. Mm -hmm. I am so sorry. What can I do now? But um, you have to let them know you hear them. You can't just make an excuse. Um, And a lot of times if it's really harsh, because generally when you get something in writing, it tends to be harsher than something. If you were talking to a person face to face or over the phone, uh, doesn't even warrant a response. I've written so many emails that I then have never sent yep. I'm like you know what It's Be not worth late. my time You know let's move it on because all it's doing is creating It's not serving me Because <laughs> I'm getting wrapped up in this emotional thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: Which is no reflection on me as a person It's one little thing That I maybe could have done better or Whatever So, But the way they're communicating it to me Unacceptable So I'm not going to change their mind It's not going to change the situation Move on number two yeah. number two is let it go 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 that's <laughs> what uh, happens when you've got kids all the kids learn so- uh you gotta let it go you can't hold on to that criticism you're, you're supposed to use it to fuel you to find
1: <laughs> oh, I almost started saying can't hold me back
0: anymore <laughs> you did you just did it I did you're like, also really, if you can't see Carly right now, but she's like, really into the mind. You can't see me either, but okay. Yeah. You have to let it go. You can't hold on to that. You can't harbor that, that those feelings have no place in you. Mm-mm. It's time to go. You take the information, you learn from it, and then you move on because we're not perfect, you guys. And we don't handle every situation perfectly. Okay. I probably didn't handle a situation perfectly this morning with my children, mm-hmm. right? You just can't be on point all the time. And we're not going for perfection, you guys. So just apologize for whatever you did wrong. Learn from it and then move on. Number three. Okay. Number three is don't just blame everyone else. That never looks good on anybody. Even if it's not your fault, especially if it's in business. And whatever happens on my team, I don't care... If it's not even my team, if it's corporate, if it's whatever, whatever happens in my business, Mm -hmm. I fall on the sword. I never throw somebody else under the bus. Or if it's, you know, there's colleagues you work with, referral partners, maybe they made a mistake. You never blame anyone else. Even if, like, someone else blatantly did something wrong, it doesn't look good. Mm -mm. It's not becoming. Nope. And this criticism is coming to you. And so all you can do is listen to it. But don't make the mistake of blaming other people. Take responsibility for what you can. If you can't take responsibility for all the things, you just say, I'm sorry you feel that way. What can I I do now? How can I change this? You know, generally people are upset about something. They want change. Yeah. You know, they're telling you this because they want change. And so you're like, okay, I hear what you're saying, and maybe you didn't do the thing wrong, but you might be able to solve it. Mm-hmm. So how can we change this? What, I'm so solutions-driven. What I don't like to waste a lot of time on what happened and whose fault it is. Waste of energy. It is. And it's no good for no people. It doesn't make your team or anyone feel good when you throw them under the bus. Do you know how amazing it makes them feel when you fall on the sword for them, when it's someone else's mistake? You got their back, and now you have loyal people that work for you. Yep. So, no, you always fall on the sword and then you just find the solution. It might not be your problem, but you might be able to fix it. And then you can be the hero. Woo, Just don't don't place blame. Um okay. Four. <laughs> okay, one level of service, no matter how amazing, out of this world, blow your socks up, amazing you think your service level is, it is not going to please everyone. Mm-mm. No matter what. because there's always someone, Whose expectations you will not meet. So, when you're receiving criticism, you have to hear that. You because you, I think that we often feel like, okay, well, I worked so hard. I can't believe that you're saying this about me. Yeah. Um. We we're better than our we're better than everybody else. Okay. <laughs> that, they don't care. <laughs> they care about how they feel. Yeah. And so you have to hear what they're saying. And then there might be some little thing that you didn't think of that you can change in your organization or your systems or your communication. Whatever it is, but you're you're never going to please everyone. So no matter how perfect you think you are, shocker, you're not perfect. But sometimes it also might be that their expectations are so far out of reach. Yeah. So when you're hearing it, you can kind of, sometimes you just got to take it with a grain of salt. That's number four. Just take it with a grain of salt. So let's talk about some benefits to criticism. Kay. Okay. Okay. Uh, one is personal growth, which we've been talking about the whole time, but you have to look for the seed of truth in every criticism because a lot of times there's things are that maybe aren't valid but there's always some seed of truth. So looking for that, it encourages humility mm. which is an amazing character trait that we should all be aspiring to be um, humble and you can only grow if you're willing to try. So it really does develop your personal growth if you let it. Mm-hmm. Rather than looking at it like a put down, look at it like an opportunity. Um it also opens up new perspectives because we're just focused on what we know and you know how we perceive things but usually when you're getting criticized it's opening up your eyes to how somebody else is perceiving the situation or you or your business or whatever it is and so things that you might not have considered so guess what you gotta have like more perspective it's positive um yeah you know we talked about this earlier too but just having the ability to forgive the critic because sometimes their criticism can be harsh or not put uh, in the right words or tone and maybe they're going through things or they're frustrated or whatever and having the emotional capacity to forgive the critic and have empathy for them man how good that gonna make you feel and you might have just changed someone's day or life or you don't even know the impact you might have mm-hmm. so That gives you an opportunity to really impact someone. It also really grows your emotional intelligence if you let it. It's just a trained muscle. And so you're just working on growing that and growing you as a person. It's not always easy to accept criticism, especially when you're feeling sensitive. Right? There are certain days that you're like, okay, um, I can't take it today. Right. Oh, heck. No. (laughs) No. There's days it's just like, yeah, I'm not... I'm not really in the mindset to receive this negativity and so those days take a lot of strength and mm-hmm. maybe those are the days where you get the email or whatever and you just like okay table it, table it. It's not the day to think about it and then you can come back later. So it's not always easy to accept, especially if you're having a hard day or other things are going on, um, which also keep in mind when you're criticizing others because you never know what place they're in. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between criticism and constructive feedback. You know that saying, don't sweat the small stuff? Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) It's about criticism, right? Not all criticism needs to even be addressed or responded or apologized for. It could be like, you know, how you park the car. Or, like, how you load the dishwasher. Are
1: you pulling this from personal experience right now?
0: No, because Randy doesn't care how I load the dishwasher Ah. as long as I do it. (laughs) (laughs) But parking, possibly, for sure. Uh Um, Yeah, I mean, those things, like, okay, whatever. Don't even, for a minute, let those take space in your head. Those are the small things. People criticize little things all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Tiny little things, like whatever it is, how you did your hair, how you're dressed, your makeup, whatever, I don't know. I mean, my girls are constantly telling me if my outfit's working or not working. (laughs) You can't let that stuff bother you, whether it's at work or home or friends. Those are the small things, and you're just like, okay, cool, moving on. Oh. The more time you spend dwelling on what someone said, the less time you have to do something about it. Bam, mic drop. Seriously. The more time that you spend dwelling on all these this criticism that people are giving you, the less time you actually have to implement change mm-hmm. and improve. So that's why we're saying don't dwell on it. If you improve on how you operate your business, you know, it could save time. It could save money. If you improve on yourself, it could, save, like, improve your quality of life, your relationship with your kids, your marriage. So don't dwell on the information given. Just take it and, you know, grow into it. When you learn to move forward after criticism, it means that it doesn't matter, you know, if you're not feeling confident or super great after receiving the information, it doesn't matter because no comment is ever going to take you away from striving for your goals. No, sometimes, okay, I have been criticized and it's like, ugh, you feel a little deflated, like someone just like let a little bit of air out of your balloon. You're, you're hanging a little low. <laughs> 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 you're not at the ceiling anymore You're like, you know You have to just keep going forward Because eventually your confidence will come back You'll get over that But the, the longer you dwell in it The less action you're taking to move forward And you're not going towards your goals So no matter what comments are said You're still moving forward mm-hmm. You're still striving for those goals and dreams The thing about criticism In a nutshell It's okay to have flaws, we all do It's okay to make a mistake or not be perfect What defines you as a person and really defines your character is how you handle that information, how you receive it, and then what you do with it, accepting criticism and admitting to weakness and the ability to work on your flaws without really getting down on yourself is going to create a much more happier, fulfilled, joyful, successful, driven life than someone that can't accept the criticism. Boom. Boom, right? Yes. Carly. Accepting that we are perfectly imperfect lifts a weight off your shoulders, right? You don't have to be perfect. Mm-mm. No. Guess what, you guys? The goal is not perfection. The goal is growth. So that's it for today. If you want to know more <laughs> about me, you can find me at Sarah com. Uh, Or if you want to find out more about my mortgage business, Rileyhometeam.com <laughs> This show is brought to you by the Riley Home Team with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. For those of you who don't know, I run a successful mortgage business and have had the privilege of helping thousands of families finance their dream home. It is so crucial to have the right team assisting you, not only so you have a great experience, but more importantly, that you're making a sound investment that reaches your long-term financial goals. We have become one of the top mortgage teams in the Northwest by providing the highest levels of knowledge, expertise, and service in the industry. I always say you only know what you know. And because we've done it all, we know a lot. If you want to talk to anybody about financing, I'm your woman. You can find out more about my mortgage business at RileyHomeTeam.com. Sarah Riley, Senior Mortgage Advisor, NMLS 180007, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2289 is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information, rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval.